does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven, the number two, SaveLives.org is their website. Scoreboard update now. Time for the man himself, because a lot's going on, not only tonight, but tomorrow. The star of our show, the reason he's the star of our show is because he's tremendous at what he does. He's the Minister of Information at Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, you are the best. A lot to get to in the next four and a half minutes. Let's start with high school basketball, where there are three overtime games to report on. Peru defeated Tippecanoe Valley in OT, 55-51. Also, Hamilton Heights outlasted Western, 57-52 in extra time. And lastly, Bloomington South gets past Terre Haute North in OT, 60-56. Other games of note, Andrean blasted Kankakee Valley, 73-56. Alexandria defeats Eastbrook, 49-44. It was Adams Central by 7 over Woodland, 77-70. Here's a big one with Ben Davis falling to Warren Central 65-60. Of course, BD, the champion of last year in 4A. Scottsburg blows out court in Central 62-24. Same case for Rochester all over North Miami, 74-51. Massive sports weekend. Let's start with the Indianapolis Colts, who tomorrow afternoon, 4.30, go against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here's what you need to know. The Colts have not beaten Pittsburgh since November of 2008. That quarterback matchup was Peyton Manning against Big Ben Roethlisberger. Since that point, eight consecutive losses for Indianapolis. This time, the QB matchup not as Hall of Fame-like, but still a big game nonetheless. Both teams are 7-6. and six. Gardner Minshew against former Bears quarterback Mitch Trubisky. Let's hear from Minshew on going into the matchup in a packed AFC conference absolutely i mean there's some of both you know i think your process doesn't change but i think you have to double down on your process the things that had us winning four in a row you know the attention the detail how we practice how we walk through uh, i think all that stuff has to come back in a big way this week now you can bet there's going to be a lot of terrible towels inside lucas oil stadium tomorrow and a lot of people from pittsburgh again the colts haven't beaten the steelers in a long long time shane steichen colts head coach does not take that into account every year is a new year you know in this league and uh, shoot, all we're focused on is this game on Saturday and not worried about the past, and let's focus on the present and uh, go play football. Colts are favored by a point and a half. The over-under is 42 and a half. No Braden Smith, no Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. DeForest Buckner did not practice yesterday. It was a rest day for the big defensive tackle. For the Steelers, their star pass rushers, Alex Highsmith and T.J. Watt, were both in concussion protocol earlier this week, but they will play per the Steelers' injury report. To add to your NFL Saturday, the Vikings take on the Bengals at 1. The Broncos face the Lions at 8.15. Let's add some college basketball to that, though. Here is the slate. Noon start, it gets going. IUPUI hosts Lindenwood. Then at 12.30 from Bloomington, it's number 2 Kansas visiting in Indiana. The Indy Classic begins at 145. Ball State and Indiana State should be a tremendous way to start it. And of course, that's your appetizer for 430. Number one, Arizona and number three, Purdue. Matt Painter previewed the matchup against the Wildcats. They've got good size. They've got good quickness. they got shot makers. But their defense is really good. I would say the staples that they have 
is their offensive execution, their ability to score in different ways. They're a great rebounding team, and they're a great defensive team. Elsewhere, Ed Cooley's Georgetown Ball Club takes on Notre Dame at 2.15. 4 o'clock, Chicago State, fresh off their win against Northwestern, visits Valpo. Also at 4, it's Evansville on the road against Bellarmine. 7 o'clock, Purdue-Fort Wayne. They might be the surprise of the state. The Mastodons are 10-1. and one. They host Bethune-Cookman. How about the Indiana Pacers? Tough result tonight. They fall to the Wizards on the road, 137-123. Of course, this is still the week after the NBA in-season tournament. Isaiah Jackson led the way, a double-double, 20 points and 13 rebounds. Indiana, though, was outscored 39-18 in the second quarter. And for the Wizards, it's their first win over a team above 500, the Pacers remain on the road. They visit the Timberwolves up in Minnesota. That's tomorrow at 8. Butler gets a win tonight over Saginaw Valley State 96-70. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. High school basketball tonight. New Albany beats Orleans 51-48. WKLO's David Deaton on the call of this game. David, thanks so much for the call. This must have been a pretty good ball game tonight. Yeah, it was a really good game. A little bit like last year's matchup when the two teams met on Romeo Langford Court down in New Albany. And this one was closer throughout. Orleans got off to a much better start in this game tonight. And actually, we're only down by three at the end of the first quarter. New Albany this year, Coach, I'll tell you, this is a team with athleticism, quickness. They play a fast tempo. They want to press. And really get up into teams defensively in the half court. And Orleans did a pretty good job handling that throughout the first half of the game tonight. But it just came down to one big shot there late in the contest with about 12 seconds to go as Tremaine Washington, one of the guards for New Albany, who comes off the bench, made a big three, got open for just a second in the corner, knocked it down to give New Albany the win ultimately. But a game that was pretty close. New Albany did have a nine-point lead late in the third quarter. But Orleans just kept chipping away. They did get the lead for a couple minutes there in the fourth quarter. But New Albany just made a couple big shots there toward the end. And the, the three-pointer there at the end ended up being the difference in this game between the two teams, nicknamed the Bulldogs. Why do I get this feeling this felt like a, a sectional tournament or even a sectional championship <laughs> game from what you're telling me? Did I mean it had that feeling? Oh, yeah, it had that atmosphere, too. We had a really good crowd out for this one. The commu- the Orleans community, I'll tell you, Coach, they do yeah. such a great job supporting their boys and their girls' programs there in Orleans. And then New Albany had a pretty good crowd with them, so it was all red and black tonight because that's the color scheme for both sides. But, right, right. Uh, it, it really did have that feel of a sectional championship game, and it kind of felt like Orleans it, it could have gotten away from Orleans there late in the third quarter when they were down nine. But they had a shot there toward the end. It was a miss. And then Carter Allen, the 5'10 senior point guard, gets the rebound and tips it back up and in. And all of a sudden they're down seven. And that was kind of a springboard for them. It got them going there into the fourth quarter. They were able to claw their way back in and kind of trade baskets with New Albany there for a little bit. And then Rylan Crocker, the junior guard for Orleans, made a big three to give them a 46-45 lead. And then they're tied at 48 before Washington got that three there late. But it was a game that was really back and forth, a lot of kind of a chess match, if you will, between the two coaches. Jason Jones, the first-year head coach at New Albany, who comes from Colorado and has really done a nice job with the team so far. They play a very different style from what they did under Jim Shannon, and these guys have bought into what he wants them to do, and 
this was a game that Orleans had to control the tempo because they want to play fast, but they didn't want to play at the speed New Albany did because the Bulldogs right. had so much quickness and athleticism. And so I thought Coach Bradley's team did a really good job handling that. I thought they frustrated New Albany at times tonight, but when it came right down to it, New Albany gets the one big shot that ultimately wins it for them. And for Orleans, they're disappointed in the loss, but as Coach Bradley said in the postgame, it's a game you play a 1A school playing a 4A school. It's one that you hope that will make you better later on as you go right. throughout the season and into the sectional later on. That's why they played this game against New Albany. It's just a great, great night. It's just a, you know what? A great night of basketball. Have some fun. And uh, you talked about some kids. We, did we cover all the kids who played well, all the things we need to cover? You got all that? Do you feel good about that? Uh, for the most part, I'll, I'll say this for New Albany. They had three guys in double figures tonight. Jordan Treat right. had 14 points. And then Ryland Shrink and Chris Lampkins, who are two of the leading scorers coming in, each scored 10. Washington, by the way, only had five points in this game tonight. And then for Orleans, I thought Ian Hall played really well tonight, the senior forward. He had 14 points. And then Ryland Crocker with 13 for Orleans. Carter Allen and Xavier Alston, Xavier Alston rather, each scored nine. So all those guys did really well tonight. A well-played game between the two teams, kind of like last year, like I said before. And so this is a game that, you know, they had a home-and-home deal playing at each of their respective doghouses. And so hopefully this is something maybe they can extend a little bit going forward because I think it's a good matchup. And for 1-4A, and it's a pretty balanced matchup overall, too. Couldn't agree more. Who do you have tomorrow night? Uh, we're going to be back with the Corridon Central Panthers tomorrow night. So they'll be at home taking on Jasper. And that's been a really good – it was a really good game last mm-hmm. year when we had that one at Jasper. So looking forward to catching up with the Panthers again. It's been a couple weeks since we last saw them when we saw them play North Harrison at the Cougar Den in Ramsey. So looking forward to getting caught up with the Panthers again tomorrow night and getting to see their matchup with a good Jasper team. It should be a fun matchup down in Corridon. David Deaton from WKLO on the call of – New Albany's 51-48 win over Orleans. David, thank you so much for the call. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Thanks for having me, Coach. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Coming up, scoreboard update with the man himself, the Minister of Information, Network Indiana's Brendan King. This is Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Let's get you some more high school basketball scores. We'll begin with Taylor beating Delphi 55-47. It was Springs Valley over Perry Central tonight, 62-56. Southwestern Hanover defeated Jack Sandell, 65-51. And Southridge outlasted Jasper by a pair, 47-45. Up to the 5-7-4, where it was South Bend Adams crushing South Bend Clay, 67-41. South Bend Riley tops South Bend St. Joseph, 79-72. And South Bend Washington took down John Glenn, 55-48. Seeger over Faith Christian tonight. That's a Final of 69-57. Scottsburg, Blast, Corridon Central, 62-24. It was Plainfield, 66. Perry Meridian, 44. Princeton, no problem with Vincennes Lincoln. They went at 68-34. 
Providence 60, Floyd Central 56 tonight. Highest scoring team of the day belongs to Richmond. The Red Devils over Phelan Academy 95-43. It was Rising Sun 68, New Washington 62. North Central heard from Greg Rakeshaw on this one earlier. North Central beats Carmel by a triple 53-50. North Davies gets a nice win against Vincennes Reve 56-25. Northwood 58, Plymouth 46. It was Northeastern over Shenandoah 45-33. Northview gets the win against North Putnam, 52-44. Northwestern, 71. McConaughey was 68 tonight. It was Park Heritage putting up 88 on Shackamack. No problem, 88-43. Mitchell beating North Knox, 67-65. Laporte over Griffith, 54-49. And Counts beats Westville, 68-53. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Great game in the southwestern part of the state tonight. 3A number. We had two really, really good teams squaring off here. Heritage Hills taking on Evansville Memorial. Heritage Hills wins at 66-65. The head coach at Heritage Hills, Nate Hawkins, joins me. Coach, thanks so much for the call, and congratulations on a dramatic win tonight. Hey, I appreciate that, Coach, and it's always uh, nice to jump on with you. And uh, it's been a while since we talked, so uh, yeah, um, yeah, looking forward to talking a little bit about our uh, our Patriots and uh, pulling out a big time road win tonight at Evansville Memorial. So uh, it was a really fun one. You're number four; they're number ten. So by virtue of that, we kind of expected a pretty good ball game, and certainly that's what the fans got to see tonight. Yeah, they did, and uh, I tell you, it was—it uh, might be December the fifteenth, but uh, what an electric atmosphere in there tonight! Um, you know, it—it it, was—it uh, was pretty hot, and it, it felt like March in there tonight, Bob. And uh, <laughs> uh, man, oh man, I tell you what—just two two high-level basketball teams really competing hard. And uh, I tell you what, with uh, a minute thirteen to go, we're down by four. Uh, we go. We, we've got the ball. We go to. We go to our big man Trent Sisley. He dunks one. We cut it to two. We go down and get a big defensive stop, and then uh, uh, Hunter Meredith, uh, junior uh, guard for us, steps up and hits a humongous three pointer to put us up by one with 15 seconds to go. We get a stop at the end of the game. Get the rebound. Ball game's over. And uh, and we got the big win on the road. But uh, what a what a just what a great game and great execution by our guys down the stretch. You've been playing a great schedule to to this point in some high profile situations, right. and those lessons are I think are doing you a lot of good right now. Yeah, and and, and we scheduled tough, especially here early, uh, because we felt like uh, even though we don't have any seniors on this ball club. We got a lot of experienced guys. I, mm-hmm. I mean, top, mm-hmm. you know, five of our top seven returned off of a team that won 16 games last year, and uh, we want to challenge ourselves. We want to continue to get better. And uh, you know, one other thing that I can't, you know, I got, can't dismiss saying here is uh, um, our second leading scorer, Colton Hope, gets three fouls in the first half, uh, doesn't score a point tonight, and he's usually a guy that gets us anywhere from nine to 12 a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our, our third leading scorer, Jake Pryor, rolls his ankle in practice on Wednesday. Yikes. And, and, and we were without him tonight. And we had to plug in some guys. And uh, Anderson Smith got the start tonight, come in. Um, didn't score a whole lot. He scored five points, but he hit a big three there in that fourth quarter 
when we were making our run and uh, and just played tremendous defense, got come up with some big rebounds. And, um, you know, so it was a really just a total team effort. But uh, everything that we do, obviously, I think everybody knows this. There's no secret that uh, uh, we've got a big guy in the middle by the name of Trent Sisley. And uh, Trent, Trent came up with 32 and 10 rebounds and three blocks tonight. <laughs> um, just um, made shots. Um, just let us. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, just a. He's just a winner, Bob. I, I just don't know how else to say it. I mean, right. he just. Uh, he really gets us going. All of our other parts are starting to pick up and play well around him, and uh, because of it, um, our team is having some success. And now we just want to build on this win, and uh, and just keep getting better. Big battle in three A in the southwestern part of the state tonight. Number four. Heritage Hills beats number 10, Evansville Memorial, 66-65. Nate Hawkins, thanks for the call. Good luck next time out. I appreciate it, Coach. Look forward to talking to you again. I look forward to it also. We'll come back and revisit this game in a second. Let's talk some college basketball. Butler over Saginaw Valley tonight. Dogs, 96-70 winners. Voice of the Bulldogs, Mark Minner joins me. Mark? Good, solid non-conference win, kind of game you like to have going into the holidays, so to speak. Yeah, for sure. You and I talked about this last week, Coach. Uh, coming out of finals week, you want to make sure you, yeah. uh, you've got a lot of other things on your mind that week. You've got uh, uh, certainly academics, and you want to make sure you, you land the plane on the non-conference slate, and the Bulldogs did that tonight. Nine and two is how they finish non-conference. We've got a date with Georgetown to kick off Big East play next Tuesday night, but... Um, Honestly, it was a it was a 17-0 run after the first bucket for Saginaw Valley State tonight, mm-hmm. and Butler just controlled the entire duration. One of the other advantages they got tonight was, besides resting their starters, they got an opportunity to take some of that second unit or, or, or even beyond the second unit, just guys that hadn't had the chance to play a lot of game action and get them extended playing time in the second half with a healthy cushion. So. One of those games that uh, you needed to execute, you needed to make sure it wasn't interesting, and uh, mm-hmm. you got a chance for for some of those other guys to get extended playing time and and all around good night in in uh, inside Hinkle Fieldhouse. Yeah, now everybody on your roster is excited because they got minutes. They're all excited <laughs> to get. No, I mean seriously. No, you're, you're right. You, you you're listen, right. You're right. it's in, it's in, it's more important than you than you understand because it's a long year, conference play, rotations get tight. And so going into this, you got a happy bunch of guys getting ready to take on Georgetown for your opener. Yeah, and you also get to see, like, this is a deeper Butler team in terms of the depth and versatility of the roster. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to have to have people that if Jalen Thomas and Andre Screen get in foul trouble – What's Bowden Kapke and Connor Turnbull and others look like in the post? Landon Moore has been a big piece for Butler with Posh Alexander. Are they in foul trouble or just to change it up a little bit and, and be a strong backup uh, for him at the point guard spot up top? Finley Bizjack had a career high at 17 points tonight off the bench. The freshman's been trying to figure out how to become more confident and aggressive and assertive offensively. He was able to do that tonight and knock down shots. Uh, so you get some of that look. And then they got a first look at a guy in Augusto Cassia who is uh, a freshman from Brazil who's been out with injury and trying to find game minutes to get out there is long and athletic right, and right. has high upside. So you, you got to see some of that. You're right, guys get to, to believe a little bit more, and it's uh, 
certainly uh, this is the exact type of game you want to be able to have. And now you've got a Georgetown team that's still trying to figure out their identity under Ed Cooley's first season there Mm -hmm. uh, inside Mm -hmm. the friendly confines of Hinkle Fieldhouse to get conference play started. So uh, hopefully you can continue that momentum. Uh, They continue to roll. And um, I think that just it, it is exciting to see, even though Pierre Brooks, and Jamil Telford has really have really anchored this Butler offense, the different versatility of the roster and guys who continue to improve uh, each and every game. Mark Minner, the voice of the Butler Bulldogs, dogs, 96-70 winners over Saginaw Valley, getting ready for Big East play. Have a great holiday, Mark. Thanks so much for the call. Thanks so much, Coach. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Steve Cole from WAXL joins me. Steve, we're going to talk more about this Heritage Hills game because it's such a great game. Heritage Hills, 66-65 winners over Evansville Memorial. You heard my conversation with Nate. Um, So tell me a little bit more about this game. Nate, I mean, excuse me, Steve, are you there? Steve, Steve Kolb, hello, Steve. All right, we'll come back in a second. Um, Michael Gallen from... Uh, Eastern Hancock Sports Network on the uh, doubleheader uh, he had tonight. S- Michael, tell me again, uh, you had Eastern Hancock playing who tonight, boy-girl doubleheader? Uh, we were playing the Knightstown Panthers tonight. There you go. Thank you. So, All right, so tell me, give me the good news for Eastern Hancock. Well, the the big rivalry game, this is our biggest rivalry of the year, Uh so we always play a girl-boy doubleheader, and uh, Royals came on top on both games. So the the ladies uh, defeated the Panthers 70-16. to 16. Uh, It mm-hmm. was not even quite that close. Uh, our, our girls are pretty good this year. And then right, the, right. Uh, the boys, the boys uh, won 60-30 to 30 this, tonight. All right, I need you to do this. I know you've been on hold, but I, I have to ask you, Hang on through this scoreboard update, and we'll come back and we'll talk at length about these uh, two wins for Eastern Hancock over Nightstown. Is that all right? Sounds good, Coach. Perfect. Thank you. We'll come back, talk some more basketball on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Two updates to go. Let's catch you up on the rest of the high school basketball scoreboard. Beginning with Henryville's win over Lanesville, 54-49. It was Hammond Central by a pair against Gary, 21st century. Final score is 74-72. Harrison West Lafayette took care of McCutcheon, 57-41. With Garen Catholic, 23 points over Heritage Christian, 63-40. Greenwood, 56. Speedway, 51 tonight. It was Gibson Southern taking down South Spencer, 64-51. Frankton blasted Oak Hill, 53-37. Frank Lynn over Beach Grove, big fashion, 78-28. That's a 50-burger that Franklin just laid. Up to the 2-6-0, where we'll get to Fort Wayne Blackhawks win over Fort Wayne Canterbury. Final is 65-61. Fort Wayne Concordia by a deuce over Fort Wayne Dwanger, 46-44. It was Fort Wayne Lures, 60. Homestead, 47. Fort Wayne North, 56. Fort Wayne Snyder, 44 tonight. Fort Wayne South, no problem with Fort Wayne Northrop, 71-53. And Fort Wayne Wayne put away Carroll Fort Wayne, 73-69. Now down to Evansville, where Evansville Wright squeaked past Castle by a pair, 67-65. 
Evansville Christian 65, Boonville 36 tonight. It was Eastern Hancock beating Knightstown, doubling them up 60-30. Eastern Greentown over Sheridan 64-57. East Noble 59, Columbia City 56 tonight. It was Demont Christian over Hammond Science and Tech 63-42. And Delta beat Jay County 47-26. Welcome back, everyone. Let's talk basketball. Michael Gallon from Eastern Hancock Sports Net with us. Knightstown, Eastern Hancock doubleheader, boy-girl doubleheader. Knights, excuse me, uh, Eastern Hancock wins them both. Michael, tell me about the uh, win by the boys, 60-30 to 30 in this one. Pretty solid defensive effort for the boys in that win. It was a really solid defensive effort. Um First-year coach Brett Bechtel, That's that's what he prides himself on. Is uh, mm-hmm. is his defense? He's a tough man-to-man guy, and we actually held the the Panthers to uh, two points in the first quarter and four in the third, and that wow. really set the tone for the game. So they played pretty right. tough. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, what more can you say about that kind of a defensive effort? No, it was it was tremendous. We. Uh, and Knightstown, they've got a player, uh, Michael Roberson, who's been averaging over 20 a game, and uh, right. we held him down to 10. So it, they've got a pretty potent offense, and uh, we just came out tonight and played some pretty extreme defense. And then on the offensive end, we were led by our big guy in the middle. The All-State tight end uh, is also the big guy, Caden Rubel, a junior. He had uh, 19 points, 15 rebounds, and three blocks for us. That's a day's work. All right, tell me about the girls' win. So the girls' win, uh, the girls, we uh, we won that one 70-16, to 16, and mm-hmm. uh, our girls are, are on something special this year. We're 12-0, and 0, uh, currently ranked number two in 2A, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a, just, we can score from anywhere. They were led by Sammy Bolding. She had 21 all in the first half, and then we've got a freshman named Kenzie Cook who, uh, only had 19. That was her. She'd had five games in a row over 20 and was limited to 19 tonight. <laughs> Michael Gallon from the Eastern Hancock Sports Network. Eastern Hancock, doubleheader win, boys and girls over nice sound tonight. Michael, thanks for the call. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Garrett Weininger joins me. The head coach at Fishers, they're ranked number one in the 4A poll. In the Mudsock game, they beat Hamilton Southeastern 64-57. Coach, thanks so much for the call. I greatly appreciate it, and congratulations on what I know is an incredibly satisfying win. Thanks, Bob. I really appreciate it. You know, it's one of those games that's always close and intense, <laughs> and, and that, that was certainly true tonight. I would tell you that, uh, you know, looking at, at your schedule, uh, uh, we all know how this thing works. There's a game you want to win, and that's it. You want to win them all, but you especially want to win this ball game. And not surprisingly, it, it's a really, really good game because these are two solid basketball teams. So how would you do this tonight? Well, it was, it was back and forth the whole game. Um, you know, we started pretty slow. You know, I don't think we played our best game, but just kept fighting. And then finally, down down the stretch in the second half, Tate Metzger stepped up, hit some big shots for us, and we were able to hold on. But they played a heck of a game, and Coach Ashworth had a heck of a game plan for us, and it came down to the wire. All right, so who steps up for you in crunch time tonight? Tonight it was uh, Tate Metzger, our senior. He hit a couple big threes down the stretch and and really kind of broke the game open. 
All right. You're number one, so you know your kids are going to get everybody's best shot. They've handled it pretty well, have they not? Yeah, you know, that game, regardless of the ranking, is always intense. And, you know, everybody mm-hmm. wants to win. A lot of those kids grow up, you know, playing together in junior high. Right. Being the same school district, but especially with us being number one, it obviously adds a target on your back and, and heightens things a little bit. So I think our kids handled that handled that well and, and responded well. They punched us first and, you know, took the lead early, and I think we responded to that pretty well. Fishers over Hamilton Southeastern tonight in the Mudsock game. Fishers is number one in 4A, 64-57 the final. Garrett Weininger, thanks so much for the call, and good luck next time out. Appreciate it. Thanks for all you do. You're welcome. Thank you. Steve Kolb from WAXL joins us. Heritage Hills over Evansville Memorial, 66-65. Welcome back, Steve. Yeah, Coach, can you hear me this time? Yeah, I hear you perfectly. I hear you. Great. I thought you were mad at me for a second, but I know that wasn't the case. No, so uh, these are two ranked teams, two really, really good teams. Tell me how Heritage Hills wins this tonight. Well, I heard Coach Hawkins talk about it earlier, and he was absolutely right. right. It was uh, um, two really good teams going at each other. And um, uh, he talked about Hunter Meredith hitting the big three to put him up one. But with nine seconds to go, that was the big shot. But <clears throat> the second half for Heritage Hills was all about resilience. Memorial mm. was up seven at halftime and mm-hmm. had all the momentum on their side. They'd gone on a big run to end the first half. They were up seven. Heritage Hills came out, got right back into the ball game, got it tied up, took a lead on a couple of occasions. It was uh, – it was tied at 44 late in the third, and Memorial went on a 7-0 run to end the third quarter. So they, they started the third quarter up seven, and they started the fourth quarter up seven. But again, Heritage Hills fought themselves right back into the ball game, and it seesawed back and forth. And the junior, Hunter Meredith, has turned himself into quite a three-point shooter this season. He hit, I think, three really big ones against Garen Catholic last weekend, and he hit four tonight, including three in the third quarter. Uh, to finish with um, 12 points tonight. And Peyton Gray, their uh, sophomore point guard, uh, with his sophomore cohort, Jake Pryor, uh, sidelined with injury tonight. Peyton knew he'd have to step up, and he did with a career-high 15. And um, just a a real resilient effort on the road against a very good team. Patriots in the first half had a number of opportunities to start making a run, doing some things, and Mm -hmm. then there'd be – frustrating turnovers um, where they would get a stop because Memorial was very hard to stop. It was hard to get stops on the Tigers tonight. And when the Patriots would, they'd come down and turn it right back over. It was a very frustrating first three quarters for Heritage Hills. And they finally got settled into things and uh, Trent Sisley doing his usual things with uh, 32 Mm -hmm. points tonight and several thunderous dunks and good to, again it's about a third game in a row he's gotten to go up against uh, at least one big from the other team evansville christian has a 6-8 guy they played him straight up obviously garen catholic has several of those kind of guys and and uh, right Bryce right cardinal played him extremely tough and and tucker tornado is a 6-8 senior from memorial and he had 18 and and those two were fun to watch going at each other all night so it's uh, it was a, a very fun game to watch. A great atmosphere, as Coach Hawkins talked about, with uh, a packed house at Evansville Memorial Tide. Huge, huge road win for Heritage Hills tonight. 
Steve Colbert from WAXL in Santa Claus. It's an appropriate place to be this time of year. Hair to chills over Evansville Memorial, 66-65. I got to tell you, living in Santa Claus must be fun this time of year, isn't it? It is. It's a, it's a hopping place this time of year. Um, Santa Claus is around all the time, and uh, his elves are there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a fun place to be, and uh, um, we're the only radio station in the world uh, that we know of licensed to a place called Santa Claus, so we change our name this time of year to Jolly FM just to get in the spirit with everybody else because we are the Santa Claus radio station, so we got to – we got to join in the fun too, but uh, we get to watch some very fun basketball at times as well, and we had that opportunity tonight. Okay, I'll, I'll rename myself to Jolly Bob Lovell. How's that sound? Just to, there you to go. get in I the like spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Kolb, thanks so much for the call. Enjoy the weekend. If I don't talk to you, have a great Christmas. You too. Thank you, Bob. Thanks so much. Coming up, we're going to talk to Clint Swan from Crown Point. What a great matchup tonight. Crown Point and Munster. We'll come back and talk about that. Also, a reminder, don't forget to join us tomorrow night because we're going to be talking about a whole lot of pretty cool college basketball games like Kansas and IU and Arizona and Purdue and Indiana State and Ball State. My alma mater, Franklin College, hosting DePaul. How am I doing so far? Mount St. Joe and Hanover, just to be fair to everybody. So lots of college basketball and high school basketball. So busy night tomorrow night. Clint Swan from Crown Point coming up. More basketball to come on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. As always, last update of the night. Here's what's coming up on your Sports Saturday. And like we talked about to start the show, this might be Sports Weekend of the Year material. We'll begin in the NFL. Now, there are three games tomorrow. We'll tell you about the most important one, at least for us, which starts at 4.30 at Lucas Oil Stadium tomorrow. Colts and the Steelers. Besides that, 1 o'clock start. The Vikings visit the Bengals. Remember, Cincinnati blasted Indianapolis last week. The Colts at 7-6 and six in the AFC. 8-15 in Detroit. The Lions host the Broncos. But again, 4-30, Lucas Oil Stadium. The Colts have not beaten the Steelers since November of 2008. That was a matchup between Peyton Manning and Big Ben Roethlisberger. Since that point, eight consecutive losses. Gardner Minshew starts for Indianapolis. And Mitch Trubisky gets the start under center for Pittsburgh in place of the injured Kenny Pickett. Trubisky, the former number two overall pick to the Chicago Bears. Alex Highsmith, T.J. Watt, star pass rushers for Pittsburgh. They were in concussion protocol pretty much all week, but they have been cleared to play. Right tackle Braden Smith and running back Jonathan Taylor will not play for Indianapolis. And DeForest Buckner, he did not practice yesterday, but the big defensive tackle, it was only a rest day. He looks like he's good to go. College basketball, it starts with IUPUI hosting Lindenwood at noon. 12.30 in Bloomington, number two Kansas goes against Indiana. Then at 145, the Indy Classic begins. Ball State in, in, in Indiana State. 430, it's number one Arizona and number three Purdue. Those last two at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Georgetown, Notre Dame at 215. Chicago State, Valpo at four. Evansville, Bellarmine, same time. Purdue, Fort Wayne, host Badoot, Bethune-Cookman at seven. Welcome back, everybody. As promised, Clint Swan from Crown Point. They beat Munster 69-51. Clint, thanks for the call. Congratulations on an impressive win tonight. Thanks, Coach. Good to be with you tonight. 
Great to have you. You're one of my favorites. You know that. Um, I love what you do and have done at Crown Point. You have a stellar program over the long haul, which is never easy, especially with the people you play, like Mike Hackett's uh, Munster guys tonight. Yeah, it was it was a great win. We knew it was going to be a hard fought game. I don't think the score is real indicative of you know how the game went. It was right. Um, it was you know we, we we jumped out early, and it seemed like they would get it to single digits, and then we would get it back up to twelve or fifteen, and they'd get back to single digits, and then um, there in the fourth quarter they you know had to get out and press a little bit and got us spread out, and we were able to kind of carve them up a little bit and get some easy shots and. Uh, um, you know, just uh, just did a great job taking care of the basketball and getting stops when we needed them, and and we held them. If our stats are correct, uh, we, we we held them to two offensive rebounds tonight, which was uh, huge and went you know went a long way to us getting a win tonight. Well, you're four and one now. And the only loss was to Penn. That's not a that's not a big problem. They're pretty darn good right now. And uh, tell me about this team. I mean, this is a great start for a, a bunch that you have. We we couldn't be happier. It, we we couldn't be happier. It's uh, you know we've played some good teams. Um, you know we've we didn't know where we would be standing after five games. I thought, you know, I thought two and three was a possibility. I thought one and four was a possibility. <laughs> and um, you know, for us to to get these wins that we've gotten and be sitting at four and one right now is uh, uh, is is really great. We're doing it with some young guys and. Uh, for these guys to 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 you know step up like they have in these in these uh, in these tough against these tough opponents has been fun to see. All right, who plays well for you tonight? Well, we were pretty balanced. We we put four guys in double figures, um, but uh, our player of the game tonight was Dikembe Shaw. Uh, he's a six six sophomore for us. Um, some of you may remember his sister, uh, Dash. She was a mm-hmm. Indiana All-Star a few years ago. And um, uh, Dikembe, tonight he had 18 rebounds. Or I'm sorry, he had 18 points, 13 rebounds, and 7 assists. And uh, just he, he kind of controlled all aspects of the game. I don't have block shots here in front of me, but he had a few huge block shots for us tonight too. And uh, uh, just playing just playing great for us. So he's he's going to be a lot of fun to coach over these next two plus years. All right. Who's up next for you? Uh, out of the frying pan into the fire. We, um, we had these guys tonight and we are at Hammond central on Tuesday and then at mm-hmm. Brownsburg on Saturday and then at the Noblesville holiday tournament the following Wednesday. So, oh. uh, it's, uh, there's yeah. no rest for the wicked. Uh, I think that's well put. Clint Swans, the head coach at Crown Point tonight. They beat Munster 69-51. Clint, thanks for the call. If I don't talk to you, have a great holiday. Appreciate you, Coach. Merry Christmas. Thank you very much. Andrew Smith from the New Pal Sports Network on the win by New Palestine 61-60 over Newcastle tonight. What a great game, Andrew. Yeah, this really was a great game. Looks like it was going to be a runaway for the Dragons early. They built an 11-point lead in the uh, first half. Uh, Julius Gizzi scored 21 of his career-high 31 in the opening half. But Newcastle, as they often seem to do, they they grow shooters out there. 
started bombing mm-hmm. threes and cut it to three at halftime and had five straight three-point possessions to begin the third quarter, took a lead, and it was a back-and-forth game after that. Trojans led by five midway through the fourth quarter, and then New Pal went on a 6-0 run on two putbacks and a steal and score by Moses Haynes. Right away, Kate Loxton answered for Newcastle. Dragons answered back. It ended with a three-pointer late by Loxton, followed by a three-point play by yeah. Ben Slagley with 13 seconds left to win it for the Dragons. Hey, uh, Andrew, I want you to hang on because I, I know you did a great job to speed through that. Hang on, okay? Andrew Smith rejoins us. We're talking about the new pal win over Newcastle, 61-60. All right, you as a professional heard the music, picked up the pace. I want you to go back and take me through those final seconds for this win by new pal if you can. Well, there were four lead changes in the last four possessions of the game. And and it really came down to, yeah, just guys hitting shots. It was a heavyweight fight, and just each team kind of kept hitting the knockout blow. and. And so mm-hmm. yeah, New Pal defense and rebounding put them up by one with a 6-0 run to go up 56-55. Newcastle came right back. Cade Logston averaged two points a game, had nine in the fourth quarter tonight and 14 for the game. He had a driving shot. Trojans retake the lead, 57-56. About two and a half minutes left. New Pal comes right back. Julius Gizzi hits a basket for his 31st point of the game. So it's a one-point New Palestine lead with two minutes to go. Newcastle, very patient, no hurry. Take a minute and a half off the clock to find the shot they want. It's Logston <laughs> out of the corner. He drains a three with 23 seconds left. And uh, the, the home team's celebrating. Uh, the field house is rocking. And New Palestine brings it down, calls timeout. And uh, they run a play to get Ben Slagley. They're, they're 6'3 post player, but he's, he can play out on the floor, too. Cutting to right. the basket, hits a layup through contact, draws the foul. Has to wait a little bit to clean up perspiration, but then hits the free throw, uh, and then Newpal does a really good job out of their full-court press to force a miss on the last possession. Just a, a tremendous, tremendous basketball game tonight. And uh, Newcastle, Mason Miller, uh, Brandon Sun had 14, Logston had 14, another guy off the bench. Uh, uh, Tucker Griffin hit five of their 12 threes and scored 15, but Julius Gizzi with 31 big points early, and Ben, ben Slagley with nine points, seven in the fourth quarter to uh, help lead the Dragons to their uh, third victory in four outings so far this season. What a great job tonight, Andrew. Uh, and what a fun game. That was that was fun. Andrew Smith from the New Palestine Sports Network. New Pal over Newcastle, 61-60. Andrew, enjoy the weekend. Thanks so much for the call. Will do. You too, Coach. Thank you very much. All right. What a night. What a great night. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night. We think it'll be similarly as good tomorrow night. We have a lot of college basketball to talk about tonight. I want to thank those coaches and media members for calling us tonight and sharing some tremendous games with us. And uh, thank you for joining us, too. So tomorrow we're going to look, look at some college basketball. Kansas and IU, Arizona and Purdue, uh, Greg Rakestraw and I will have the Lindenwood IUPUI game. Evan Sills at Bellarmine. Georgetown at Notre Dame. Bethune-Cookman's at Fort Wayne. Mount St. Joe at Hanover. Indiana Wesleyan's in a tournament in Puerto Rico. Franklin College hosting DePaul. Just to name a few of the games that we'll be talking about next, excuse me, tomorrow night on the show. So there you have it. 
my uh, thanks again to Brendan King and Brad Huber. Fantastic job, fellas. Thank you so much. Thanks to our stations that bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night around the state. Thanks to all of you for 30 years for making us the most listened to sports talk show in the state's history. It is the history-making legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.